Frank and the Knights of the Eco Quest. King Frank and the Knights of the Eco Quest. King Frank and the Knights of the Eco Quest. Episode 4 The Ambush. The Knights have left their kingdom's homes after failing to lift the bin from the ancient binstone. That was King Frank's traditional test for selecting knights to go on a quest. But the knights have decided to go it alone and ignore rules or commands that came from the throne. It was Princess Aquiline they vowed to obey. At her behest they went on their way. To Katrine, Alf and Leah Frick she gave her thanks and asked them to find the lost fountain of Frank. But as the knights set off they heard the sounds of horses and soldiers, horns and hounds. And as each of the horns were repeatedly sounded, the knights thought their position would soon be surrounded. This way, we must push ahead. Yes, unless you're happy to be left for dead. Push harder. The king's men are hot on our trail. That'll be the end of my versicle tale. Oh, the king isn't pleased we've gone out on a limb and ignored all those rules about lifting that bin. We'll argue our case of why we broke ranks when we return with the location of the lost fountain of Frank. We loop back here and then head for that hill. It'll give us a viewpoint where we can watch them at will. Katrine's navigation and horsewoman's ship soon gave any horses and hounds the slip. To avoid capture or another chase, Katrine secured a rocky crop hiding place. There they gave their horses a well-earned rest, and Leofric started his poem on the quest. <clears throat> May yokels and locals be suitably impressed. Here are my poem's opening lines about our quest. Out the kingdom of Frank they rode, avoiding endangered hedgehogs on rocky roads. Resolute to begin their nightly test. Leofric, give it a rest. We'll hold off here. In this weather, they'll probably turn back. Surely they'll follow all of our tracks. Leofric could bombard them with his boring verse. That would easily put them into reverse. Very amusing, Alter Sarcastic. But they may let us go if they think it's fantastic. Whatever. We'll just bide our time in this worsening weather. I'll climb these rocks to get a view. And I'll report straight back to you. Katrain surveyed the paths and tracks, spied men and horses turning back. She now presumed that all was safe to return to Alf and Leofric's hiding place. As she retraced her route back, she made a shortcut on another track, which led to a tent and camp someone had made. Katrain quickly drew her trusty blade. Who's in there? Show yourself if you dare. But as she took another step behind her, someone on her leapt. Straight at her throat, the stranger placed his sword. Die, or lead me to your treasure hoard. What brings you here, spying for the king's men, looking for evidence, trying to rob my den? So it's you the king's men seek. And who might you be, you little telltale sneak? Katrain the Courageous. We are knights on an eco-quest. <laughs> Courageous. <laughs> eco-quest. That's a good jest. No one's bothered about your eco-ambitions. My customers are more interested in my mission. To shift their old mattresses, sofas, chairs, any old stuff at hand, and dump it on someone else's land. That's selfish fly-tipping. Our kingdom is plagued by fly-tippers. And that's all I've done since I was a fly-nipper. I make good money now and then by dumping my clients waste in your kingdom. There's loads of room there of that, there's no doubt. And it keeps my patch clean. That's what tipping's about. With a turn and a dodge learnt at night school, Katrain drew her sword and started to duel. You're just a selfish, money-grabbing, dirty, eco-unfriendly thug. An outlaw, a non-recycling ruffian, a slovenly slug. 
Thanks for the compliment, eco-weco knight. Sustainability may be your aim, but you won't be sustaining your life. And now that you can identify me, I'm afraid it's the end of the road. You'll get dumped with my next fly-tipping load. The fly-tipper struck hard, then used an arm lock to hold Katrine against a rock. Ah! Ow! Leo, quick! You can't be heard against the rain, and your friends are otherwise entertained. Back at the rocky hiding place, Leofric had decided to meditate. To focus his mind, he'd stuffed his ears until there was nothing at all he could hear. It's absurd. As a poet, I've forgotten those mantra words. Alpha got bored. There was nothing to do, so he searched out a cavern and went for a poo. Meanwhile, above them, the sword fight resumed, but Katrain was forced down. Her dueling was doomed. Elf! Leofric! As for her cries, no one heard a sound. The flytipper's boot held her to the ground. Well, looky, what's this in your purse? Nice. Something of value. Sovereigns of immeasurable worth. As the flytipper examined the coins, Katrain kicked <coughs> his groin. The jolt sent her sword up into the air. It fell through a gap in the rocks down to Leofric's lair. Whoa, is this what my meditative mantras have brought? It isn't the peace and reflection I sought. Whilst Leofric mantred on his hoped-for fame, Alf was playing a newly invented game. Hey, Leofric, a cavern is so much better than a loo in which to do a poo. Listen, every time I fart in this particular spot, it echoes back a lot. But back to Katrine, who rolled to a cliff edge, dropped herself over and onto a ledge. The flytipper gave up. He knew he had failed, as he spied flytipper hunters back on his tail. With the news fresh on her lips, Katrine got back to Alf and Leofric. Where have you two been? You're useless. Nowhere to be seen. Can't hear you. Just wait. Let me unplug my ears from this meditative state. I was almost a goner whilst you mantred and ummed. And what about Alf? Don't tell me. Sat somewhere on his bum. That's true. I said don't tell me. I needed a loo. I can make echoes too. I can show you. Too much information, Alf. Look, here's an update on the start of this quest. Great. I need it for my poem. Let me get my quill, then tell me the rest. The king's men are out with large nets. Ropes, lassoes, hunters, I bet. On a search, not for us three, but for fly-tipper escapees. Those who are always dumping trash who created a monstrous litter stash and deliberately chucked it all in the moat and by the castle walls. Oh, phew, not after us, then. They're not after me and you two. It's the flytipper they chased, who at the same time as us ended up here and ambushed me. But now we're in the clear. The next morning, refreshed with new vision and with purpose for their eco-quest mission, they galloped along country paths and winding lanes amidst freezing winds and pounding rain. They were glad the princess at her behest made them take gloves, long pants and a vest. Let's take a right. I'm pretty sure this track will be shorter. But their way was blocked by a stretch of water. Ooh, there's a pong in the air which smells like poo. Alf, you ate beans. Sure it's not you. Cross my heart. I'd never fart when riding alongside you two. But I agree. It does smell like poo. Ahead was a river that flowed in slow motion, a waterway of yellowy-brown pollution. There's not a doubt in my mind we're at a loss. How could we possibly get across? In King Frank and the Knights of the Eco Quest by Martin Kishko, you heard the voices of Toya Wilcox, Garcia Brown, Akib Khan, 
Nathan Morris, Andrew Dunn, Andrina Carroll, Emily Spowage, Ian Billings and Claire Wyatt. The music is by Martin Kishko and the sound design by John Scott. King Frank of the Knights of the EcoQuest is produced by Andy Cartwright as a soundscape production for fun kids, supported by the Audio Content Fund. King Frank and the Knights of the EcoQuest.